I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and that's Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Welcome to Autism Building the Puzzle, one piece at a time. Sean here, your host, with my wonderful wife, Alexandria, as usual. How are you, babe? I'm doing good. Hey, everyone. And we are back and better than ever. Yes, yes. Yep, back together after a couple episodes uh, solo. Hope you guys missed us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I always miss you, babe. Come on now. (laughs) So sweet. (laughs) <laughs> Always. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, um, on today's episode, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about family involvement. Um, yes. Yeah, I thought it was, a, you know, we thought it was an important topic to talk about. Um, you know, some of the reasons why was basically because we have changed our view on how involved and in what ways we want different family involved, um, you know, with us and with autism, you know, Gray with autism and, yeah, you know, everything, just being around him, watching him, you know, alone, different circumstances, stuff like that. So, you know, I think it's something that probably all parents go through, especially when they're dealing with kids with challenging behaviors and um, things like that. So... I think that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk about it. Yeah, and I think even, you know, when strangers meet you, not even just family members, but if you're out, I know even if I'm, you know, buying Grayson's Gerber meals, you know, I'll be at ShopRite and people are like, oh, you know, do you have a little baby? And I'm like, no, he's five. And they don't understand, like, just the world of autism, you know, and the challenges. And sometimes there's feeding challenges and things like that. So it's hard when sometimes people aren't fully educated. So. If you hear the jingling in the background, that's the dog walking around. Um, Alex started to put her collar back on like all the time now because um, so she, she's she yeah we could hear where she is because she's, she's getting lost. older now and she's getting <laughs> lost and you know we want to make sure we're we know where she's at so we could help her if she needs help and stuff like that. So she is uh, a little bell. <laughs> she's pacing around. It's like a cowbell. Yeah, she's got a little bit of dementia, so. Yeah, so so if you hear that, just just, Sorry about just that. don't mind her. <laughs> but she wants to come in and be on the show too. Yes, yes. Oh, she loves the camera and everything that involves that. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Remember when we had the photo shoot done? Grayson was a baby, and we went in to change him into another outfit, and we come out, and the photographer was like. Your dog jumped right up on the table, started posing. I got a few shots of her. <laughs> She's in all of his baby photos. <laughs> She's a little camera it's, him. It's cute, though. Yeah. He, he was like that, too, though. That's because they're so used to mom always having the camera in her hands. They're all programmed. This is true. This it's is cute. True. It's cute. So, um, all right. Uh, I guess let's just start by talking about, like our experience in the beginning I think you know when we first found out Grayson was diagnosed with autism you know we wanted the support uh, of family because we also didn't really even know what we didn't know 
<laughs> so to speak. We didn't know what we didn't know. We didn't know what we did know. Yeah, I feel like it was a confusing time. You're right, because I feel like, I do feel like in a way, though, because I remember even, like, when Grayson was a baby, always just being like, I need to learn and I need to figure this out on my own kind of type thing, you know? Yeah. So we were that way, too, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think we were a little bit more op- open because we didn't know anything to, you know, get opinions from other people. I think, you know, also at that time my mother was an aide in a special needs uh, preschool class. So yeah, out of anybody at the time, she probably had more knowledge um, than anyone else did at the time. Right. I mean, obviously we <laughs> we're like, um, we've come a long way. We're way above and beyond, you know, her knowledge level at that time. At this point, yeah, that's because we lived through it for so long. Yeah, um, every single you know day, what I mean? and done so much learning and researching. You know, because um, you know when it's your entire life or involves your entire life, you, you know, you make it your entire life. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. You know, you do all that research to try to uh, put yourself in the best position to have you know the quality of life that you want. Mm-hmm. So. You know, in the beginning, we were very open um, to, like, support from other family and stuff like that, Um, but a lot of that changed pretty, I'd say pretty quickly, within, like, six months once we was, like, in... Early intervention. Early intervention, and we started really pushing the, like, challenging behavior stuff that was progressing pretty rapidly, so... Yeah. What do you think about that time period? Um, I think it was, I think we kind of, it really, you know, I'm going to put it blatantly, it sucked when it happened. It all did. Because I didn't really know how to navigate. And it kind of, um, it caused a lot of frustration um, on my end, I think, because I wasn't expecting it. And I wasn't really aware of anything that could go wrong. I didn't think to myself, like, Oh, I have to be careful about bringing my fam, fam, our families in, because we don't know if they're gonna mess something up. I had no idea that could happen at that time, and when it did happen, it was just major frustration. And you know, I remember Sean was working every day at that time, at that time, full time. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, "It's okay," and I'm like, "It's not like," and it it did cause an argument between me and him because I said, "You don't understand how much we've worked and how how much work we did and he did." And now we have to kind of start all over again. And that was very defeating, um, 100%. You just didn't know where you were going to be and what we were going to be dealing with. So it was a struggle, a huge struggle. Yeah. Why don't you tell the audience about, like, go back. Yeah. Like, you, you, I mean, that was more, like, you experienced that so much more firsthand than me, so. Right. Um, so what had happened story, was yeah. we had therapy. Um, we had it all week. And this was on a Friday. Therapy left. It was the weekend of Valentine. It was like a week after Valentine's what Day were, when we decided what, to celebrate. What were you guys working on at the time? Like, um, we were doing like playing ball, things like that, trying to put something into a container, like just having him put something in something, um, puzzles, and just like you know, having two object, and, objects touch each other because that couldn't happen either. And you were um, working on his like bad behaviors too. Yeah, like he had a lot head of head banging and, and stuff. stuff. Like that too, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, so we left therapy on a Friday. Everything was fine. Sean's parents came over on a Saturday and watched Grayson. And Monday morning, therapy completely fell apart. 
it was like a light switch just completely went off. Um, Grayson no longer could handle a demand of any kind. Um, he started escorting the therapists out of the home, trying to get rid of them. Um, and what had happened was, you know, it was innocent. They had no idea, even, you know, with, like, them having knowledge and stuff, it was just every child with autism is different. So it's just a whole different situation when you're dealing with each individual. So what had happened was they tried to play ball with Grayson and said, like, Grayson, go get the ball. Well, that was a demand, and it confused Grayson. And then when his grandparents would come over, he would try to escort them out as if they were the therapist because they were starting to give demands like that. And it could have been the simplest little thing. Just go get the ball. Yeah, Let's play I ball. Mean, throw the ball. It's a demand. Even, even me. Like, when, I, when we were going through that, like, I came home and, like, I would watch him and Alex would go out and do some stuff or run some errands or whatever and get out of the house for a little, little while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't in therapy all the time. I did know what was going on, though, and yeah. I still made the same mistakes, knowing, yeah. like, you, you know what I mean? Like, because it's just, it's not um, something that you normally would socially do, you know what I'm saying, when you're talking to your kid or something like you're that. Just, like, yeah, you have to think about You would about never think about, say. like, hey, uh, but grab the ball, bud, come on. Yeah. No, like, or, or, you know what I mean? Like, or, something so simple. Yeah, like, it's just... It just seems like such a normal part of social communication that yeah. that it's very hard to like be like oh I can't say that like you know what I mean you don't think it's yep. like a serious demand or something but like when he I mean first of all his receptive language wasn't great so you asked no, him to it, do something at the time and that's what's so crazy because he had he no receptive like, language but he understood that he, he, he just wanted under, something yes, of him and he didn't know what it was and that I bet that caused a of lot of anxiety was, pissed him off he was like I don't know what you're asking me it did leave me the hell alone <laughs> and that's what happened and when he got diagnosed do you remember um, the doctor had said you know he's being asked things and he doesn't understand and it's causing a lot of anxiety because he doesn't know what he's being asked um, what's expected of him so yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine how frustrating that was for him but that's when we learned and I had kind of just blatantly said I can't have anybody around right now I need to get him back and focused and back to a certain point before anybody else comes around Um, because it just, it was a lot of work and I wasn't trying to be mean or rude. It was just, it was just, we went through so much. I mean, we had those conversations with everybody and, you know, we had people around just, um, not like we wouldn't let him, not alone. We wouldn't let him stay alone with people. Like, so he actually didn't get, uh, (laughs) <laughs> he, didn't get st- he didn't have somebody babysit him for... So well, like three and a half. W- well, without us, yeah, like for a year and a half. We went a year and a half with every single minute him being with one of the two of us. Mm-hmm. Which we really never used to... We never really used to leave him at all. Um, we started about a year ago. We would drop him off at Sean's parents every week. And that, and that yeah, started. Kind of changed. And that, was, that helped all of us at the time. That it was did. Really good it for did. All and that's us. why we started because we never left him. And that was like a huge thing for me is that I never wanted to leave him and I never wanted somebody else to watch my child. I always, just from the beginning, and I told Sean this, like, he's our child. He's our responsibility. Like, we have to take care of him. Like, so I was just really adamant about that in the beginning. And, you know, even when I first became a mother, I remember saying, like, I don't want anybody's help because what happens when they leave? 
I need to know what to do. I need to know how to take care of this child on my own, and I need to mess up. I need to make those mistakes so that I learn, and that's what we did. So it helped. Yeah, I mean, that that, that year and a half was great in a number of ways and, you know, frustrating and challenging in other ways. Yeah, but um, at the same time, you know, it had getting, to be like, done. not like, daytime and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously, like, we didn't, it wasn't because we didn't want him around other people. It's because of the fact that other people didn't exactly know what was going on in therapy at the time. And one little mistake at that point in time could have set us back six months and we could not afford to let that happen. Because the way I look at it is if every six months there's a situation that sends him back six months, we're going to be sitting in the same place, going in a big circle for years and years and years. And if you remember yeah. when that happened, he never worked with early intervention again. Yeah. We had to have yeah, the, state, the state BCBA had to come out twice and form a plan with us. And every day that the therapist came in, it started with, okay, sit 30 feet away from Grayson for a week, then move 25 yeah. feet. And we did that every day. And then, like, after he th- was able to sit next to them again, and he was already paired with them for a, a year. Yeah. I mean, so he was working with them for a while. And then it was just, can he tolerate sitting next to the therapist? He tolerated that. Then it was just the therapist handing him something and him him accepting it. I mean, we were going back to the yeah. basics. <laughs> we were pairing again. And that at that time, he never went back to early, working with early intervention. We did stick with them. They just pretty much came in. We did parent education and tried to do little things as much as we could with him, but that wasn't successful. And then we started ABA, so we did let him age out of early intervention, and then that's when we went into ABA. So. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, it stinks, you know. Um, you know, I felt bad in a way that my parents didn't Absolutely. get to spend time with him, like, Same. alone, like, watch him, and we go out. You know, all that stuff would have been good for all of us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, socially and stuff, but we just couldn't take the chance at the time. We knew if we didn't do it then and we did what we had to, later on we would have had more enjoyment and more time rather than destroying everything from the beginning and possibly never getting it back or getting to where we needed to be. It was best to focus on Grayson and what he needed before our needs were met. Yeah, and we're going to have my parents on the show eventually. We, we got we to gotta really bribe I got, them. We I, I, I got my, some wine. My, fa- my father is okay with it. My mother's like, absolutely not. <laughs> so, yeah. She's camera and video shots. We're, we're, so. we're working on her. She probably, if she listens to this, she's probably going to be upset that I even said that. But she'll, she'll but we'll get her see, on it. But everybody actually. will cut her some slack. Tell her, everybody, we're supportive. We yeah. want to hear what she has to Come say. On, we're just going to basically have a conversation and record it and then just as if we're talking yeah it's just normal Mm -hmm. conversation and here we thought like okay we thought sean's mom will definitely do it and my mom will be a total wreck well my mom recorded if you see uh, from a past episode and she was fantastic i was thinking about recording the other day when she was uh, she was great visiting (laughs) she was great yeah because now Um, we have updates and so much has evolved since the last episode so yeah, that we did with her. That was a long, long time ago, actually. Yeah. Well, was like not a long, long time ago, podcast, but a lot of episodes of our ago. our podcast career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think through explaining our experience with different family being involved, 
Um, you know, it, it's not something that's set in stone all the time. I mean, you know, you know your family members too. I mean, there's certain people that you may not want your kids around, even if they're there. Can't, you can't so, pick your family, but you but, can pick your friends. But that being said, you know, we had to do that. It was a hard decision, but we had to do that for the best, you know, uh, the, the best chance that we could create and the best environment we could create for Grayson to succeed at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think everybody involved and everybody around in the family understands that at this point, you know, looking at, especially at looking back now at how far he has come. Uh, um, I was the evil one. Let's just then. admit it. I was the one. <laughs> oh, you know, of course. Like, listen, I mean, it's to be expected that people are going to get upset about stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Like, for, it hurt me, too. You know, in, in, in a way, for a time period, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and just be emotional about it as opposed to looking at it, you know, logically. Um, yeah. We all do that, you know, at times. So, you know, that's not a surprise, but I think, like, now that we've moved through that period and we're back in a more, you know, normal, I would say normal type of, you know, situation. I mean, granted, Grayson hasn't been over Grandma and Grandpa's in a couple months. Yeah. Uh, we haven't dropped them off there in a couple months just because with the summer, things have been crazy. So They've been traveling. On, We've been traveling. They traveled again. And yeah. A lot of crazy stuff, but we're back in that up back again, up. Soon. Uh, so, um, and, you know, that, since we started that, it's been a good thing for him. And Getting I think out. it's because we did it also at the right time. We did. When he could handle it and he was okay. <clears throat> and he can understand. It's less anxiety for him. Especially, you know, when your parents understand everything that you need and want at the time, it's hard going into another home when they don't know your behaviors. And, you know, because, yeah, they're his grandparents, but, you know, 24 hours a day, he is with us. And like I said, every child with autism, you meet one child with autism, you've only met one child with autism. So even if they were around, even my mom, even if they were around children with autism, it just, everyone's different. So you have to be yeah. comfortable, and you always have to put your child's needs first. Yeah, and I think it's also important when you do have, um, you know, someone watching your child. Um, obviously, like, they're not as flexible, the kids, as other children. So yeah. making sure that you, you know, maybe write some things down, some pointers Definitely. down, I think is, is really big. Really important. <laughs> Speaking of that, that reminds me of, that YouTube channel you followed. Which one? Um, remember the woman does um, a spoof of like what it's like for her to write directions for like a babysitter. She's, she's <laughs> actually. So she, I was actually, actually going to bring her up. It's so, it's funny. so funny. She <laughs> has like a whole binder <laughs> and she's like doing a skit. She's actually on Instagram. Her name is Autism Motherhood. She's really good. Um, and she has a few kids. One has autism, but she had a whole binder and she was like sitting there as if like the family member was there and like, Oh, okay. So like everything's written in this book. Yes. Everything you can open up to like page 50 if you want something to eat. Like, and this is how you handle that. And she's like, Oh, okay. Like, so everything's in there. All you right. Ha- like you have to watch it. It's like, and it's so funny. Cause she, funny she does that Thanksgiving or Easter skit. And they're like, Oh, pass, pass the yams to, um, Neilan or whatever. And he, and you know, um, 
she turned around like, well, he doesn't eat that. Oh, he doesn't eat that? No, what's, why, how come, what's wrong? Like, acting like a Karen, you know? So it's it's really, really funny, but it's it's spot on um, because she is an autism mom and she understands. So definitely go follow her journey. She is awesome. She's on Instagram, autism motherhood, so. Yeah, and then the, uh, uh, the one thing I did want to point out when we were playing this episode that I did think about was, like, for people that don't have a lot of... of support professionally around you know we know there's some areas where you don't have you know easy access to ABA therapy or any therapy um, or any therapy at all you know rural places um, other countries for instance Um, so you know what I would recommend and have learned is you try to then recruit a couple of family members to get them involved and support you and the child, um, family or a friend. It could be friends too. It doesn't have to be family, but you know, like, and I think this kind of encapsulates the whole idea of it takes a village to raise a child. Uh, yeah. Quote. So you know, you get you know four or five people that can help you out two hours each a week or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you can plug them into like a program. You get they can either go like take an RVT class not too expensive or anything like that or um, you can get like the curriculum from CARD the Center for Autism Related Disorders Uh, they you have to check their website I'm not exactly familiar but there's two programs they have they have a curriculum program and then they have an ABA instruction program which teaches people about ABA like you do that ABA instruction program you know pretty much anybody um, you know that that has any kind of common sense whatsoever can basically work with the child so you know you can then create a couple little like therapists to help you out in your own community um, you know and I, I've learned that from listening to a lot of podcasts and things like that people from you know foreign countries that don't even have ADA no. at all in them like how do how do I do this what do I need to do because you can't, you know, if you're trying to do an intensive ABA program, you can't do it all by no. yourself, be the therapist and everything else all at the same time, all the time. And think about so. it, especially if you're in a small town or a community, whatever, there's, and you're not, you don't have services for your child, there's other people in your there area be, yeah. that also very, have children with autism, well and be, you yeah. guys can kind of help each other out and develop a plan on how to work with your kids. Each take turns, you know, you might have a stay-at-home mom, some of them. Um, and you know, I'm sure they're willing to learn how to help their child. So everyone can kind of benefit from it and try to work together. So, and if anybody ever has any questions, excuse me, um, you know, send us an email and we'll try to point you in some directions. I know they do have some ABA virtual now that I'm seeing popping up. So do a search, you know, see what you can come up with. If you need any help, we'd be happy to help research some things. That's kind of my thing. Um, Shoot us a message at buildingthepuzzle@yahoo.com, and I would love to try to point you in the right direction. So the dog is up, running around again. I can't hear. Can't hear. Eighteen and running. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> well, I think that's it for the episode for today. Yeah. Anything else to add, sweetheart? No, I think that that is all. Just everybody, you know, go with your gut, trust your instinct when it comes to your kid and their needs, and trust yourself. 
with that. For autism, building the puzzle, one piece at a time. I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. Signing off. Take care, everybody. building the puzzle we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays well if you're in new jersey you're in luck the speech paradigm has you covered they're helping children overcome speech challenges all across new jersey they offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy please reach out to them you can uh, take a look on their website at www.thespeechparadigm.com can reach out by phone at 732-203-5268. You can also find them both on Facebook and Instagram as well at The Speech Paradigm. We are also sponsored by Grayson and Company, uh, making homemade toys. They have everything from wooden homemade toys to sensory bins, sensory boards, all different kinds of toys for your children. Uh, they can be reached at Grayson-Company dot myshopify.com as well as on facebook and instagram as well as etsy on etsy they can be found at grayson and company toys